Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Courtney Durande, a CPA and managing partner of TDT CPA and Advisors, a boutique advisory and accounting firm for small businesses and nonprofit organizations. They help overwhelm successful leaders understand and maximize financial information so they can achieve better results and move their organization to the next level. Now guys, Forbes in 2001, Forbes awarded TDT for best accounting firm. Now today we're discussing roadblocks in the business growth stage of our business, how to start the year with a budget and how to make sure we have the right people doing the right things. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Thanks so much for having me, Brittany. Glad to be here. I am so glad to have you here. We are so glad to have you here. Now, first off, we know that your time is valuable and we want to get as much as we possibly can out of this discussion. First off, we want to know, what are you hearing from your clients? What roadblocks are you hearing from your clients or do you see in your business clients? What do they commonly face? Yeah. So a lot of our clients feel like they are winging it. So as they grow, once they've made it past startup and they're starting to grow, Mm -hmm. they go from having done everything themselves and figuring it out as they went to then recognizing that as they add more people, they don't really have a good system in place to make sure that things are going consistently. So their ability to scale and function efficiently without themselves being involved in every detail makes them feel like they're just winging it. Yes. That is so valuable to our listeners because sometimes when we start seeing some success, we get into the mind that, okay, we've got it. And we don't realize how much we're winging it. Yes. Yeah. So some, some clients that we work with, they don't have any processes at all. Some of them have processes, but they're all in their head. And this is where it can really hold you back from adding another location or growing into other markets or adding more people. So it can be really um, detrimental to your growth and your continued just kind of sanity, right? You just feel like, oh, why did I create this business? Uh, If I'm going to be chained to it because everything has to go through me, by me, but that's not true. It just means that you've got to the point where you need to systematize your business and take your key processes, not, you don't have to document every process, but your key processes and really figure out what is the way we do this here. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So do you have any thoughts or ideas as far, or any tips 
for the process? I know that's really not in your lane, but do you have any, anything that you see that, okay, this has been working with several clients? Yes. And we actually do, we do process optimization with clients because we know a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs aren't wired to want to create or document processes. So one thing that you could look into, there's, I I don't know if you're familiar, but name with Colby, but Colby is a conative assessment of how you are wired, how you instinctively act or behave. And one of the elements of Colby is whether or not you like to create systems or whether you'd rather just follow a system or whether you would instinctively just make it up as you go. So having somebody on your team or hiring someone engaging a contractor who has a high systematized MO is a great way to get this done. Because for somebody who doesn't have that wiring, this Mm -hmm. is torture, right? Right. Like I don't want to create systems (laughs) and document them. I want to have them and I'm fine with following them. Understanding that we're all wired different ways and Mm -hmm. recognizing that you can find people that have this gift, this wiring, and they can do this for you on a project basis. We do that. There's, there's other people out there, I'm sure that do it as well. So that's one thing to keep in mind. This doesn't mean you have to do it yourself. It could be that you could outsource to somebody who's wired that way. If you do want to do it yourself, a couple of really great resources that guide you through this process. There's a couple of books I'm going to recommend, just just chapters of books. So chapter seven of the book Traction mm. by Gino Wickman okay. is all about process and how do you determine what processes I need to document and how do I go about doing that? And then another one is the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. He has two chapters, chapter seven and eight of that book that talk about this process documentation. And he talks about it through the lens of really making things turnkey or franchise prototype. That doesn't mean that you want to sell your business right now or that you want to go into a franchise ever, but it's using those philosophies and concepts to create systems and processes in your business that could make it more turnkey and could make it a franchise prototype so that it does actually increase the value of your business and it makes it less reliant on you. So those would be my tips. If you want to DIY it, I would definitely check out either one of those books, those chapters of those books, or recognize that you could have people on your team already, or people that you could contract with that have this high systematized MO. You could do a Colby assessment. It's a very inexpensive assessment to really understand more about kind of their whole MO, but find people that have that gift that want to do that and instinctively are wired to think that way. Oh my gosh, that is so powerful. <laughs> Guys, that in itself is just amazing. So thank you so much for that because I've, I don't think I've ever seen a CPA firm that helps with processes in business. So that is huge. You guys are very unique. In- thank you. Yes, it is definitely a differentiator for us. It's something that we realized with all these small, medium-sized businesses and nonprofits in the growth stage of business, they keep running into these same roadblocks. And what we found is that we have people that are wired this way and we could help them. So we started developing engagements to help them get through this roadblock and not feel like they have to do this themselves. Because most of the time, it's not the best high leverage use of their time. They could be making way more money in their business or spending time with their family or something beyond slugging through processes that's not their gift. 
Yes. Yes. And another thing, one of the roadblocks that you've mentioned previously to me before, before we jumped on here was you're unsure if you have the right people doing the right things. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. I'm sure probably a lot of people have heard about the metaphor of Jim Collins of having the right people on the bus and having them in the right seats. Doing that in practical reality is not easy. It it sounds good in theory, and it is very solid theory, but how do you know whether or not you've got the right people and and if they're in the right seats? And so this comes down to really recognizing when you have issues in your business, is it the person or is it the process? So what, what we help clients do here is realize that to have the right people on your bus, they need to share your values. They need to be aligned with the purpose, the vision, and the core values of your business, your core ideology. You've got the right people. Having them in the right seats means that they are wired to do the job that you're putting them in, which means you have to be clear about what is the job you're asking them to do. And that's where processes can certainly come into place, but where you're having, what are the key roles and responsibilities of this job? Colby, again, can be really helpful in this because you just have to take a little bit of time to think about what do I need this person to do? A lot of times want to replicate ourselves. So we hire people (laughs) who think like us and act like us. And in the end, that's not going to help get some of the things done that we don't want to do or shouldn't be doing. That This roadblock is all about recognizing that people have different gifts, strengths, abilities, personalities, ways of being, and not everybody is the right fit for certain jobs. Mm. So getting clarity around what is the job that needs to be done and what kinds of, what's the MO of the person I need for this job and aligning that. But Mm. first, before you ever do that, you can have people aligned to do the right job and still have issues if you've got process problems or if you don't have alignment around values and purpose and ideology of your business. So it's thinking about it that way, because a lot of times as you grow and scale, you realize you can't do it all. You want to hire people, but just finding someone who's breathing (laughs) is probably going to cause you more trouble than it's worth if you don't have the right people doing the right things. Okay. Which actually leads me into the next question, because it's so powerful to have the right people doing the right things. Now, some of us that do have bookkeepers are doing the wrong thing to our bookkeeper. We're just pushing everything over to them and we have no idea what's going on. So tell us about that roadblock. Yeah. So a lot of times when we find a bookkeeper or we outsource our accounting, it can be tempting to all of the financial related processes and information over to that bookkeeper and not have any level of oversight or control. Some of our clients we find don't even know how to access their accounting information or their bank accounts without that person. Mm -hmm. And so there's a couple of things going on here. One, this can be risky just from a, a potential risk for fraud. Having one person with all of this access and control without any oversight does create risk. And um, there's something called the fraud triangle. We won't get into that, but essentially what it means is that 
with the right set of circumstances, someone, an otherwise good person will commit fraud if they have these three pieces. And the only thing you can really control is the opportunity that you give them. Mm -hmm. And so if you're giving them opportunity and they have these other stressors and ways to rationalize it, most likely it's going to occur. So so that's one thing you just, you don't want to create that kind of environment. But the other thing that comes up here is you end up really flying blind. So you've got the bookkeeping off your plate. So that's great. It's not in your desire zone. It's not your gift. You're not, you're better leveraging your time. That's great. But now all of a sudden you completely lost touch with how things are going. And so you are relying on that person and then you're very limited to the information that they give you, the skills and experience that they have, and most likely missing out on some really deeper insights and analysis that can come from the information that you now have that your bookkeeper is keeping for you and using it as a basis for making decisions in your business, not just knowing, okay, that's off my plate and I don't have to worry about anymore. Gotcha. That's huge because I never really thought about the whole fraud aspect of it. I don't think that many of us think about when you have that opportunity, even if you wouldn't normally commit fraud, that you would because now there's an opportunity. So I think that is definitely a huge point. And that whole scenario that you just put together there is definitely really uh, valuable, I think, to any of us. And what I think one of the problems, the reasons why we can shift everything to a bookkeeper, because we don't understand, we like need somebody to translate and interpret <laughs> you know, our spreadsheets and our reports. And we feel like we don't have time to do that. What do we do when we don't understand it? Yeah. Yeah. Having too many sources of information or feeling like you get your financial statements and you still don't know what they mean. So you go to your spreadsheet that you Mm -hmm. keep, that's how you really know how things are going. That can be a huge waste of time and you can end up not really looking at accurate information. So what you want to do instead is make sure that your accounting system has information captured at the right level of detail and your chart of accounts is structured in a way and your reporting is structured in a way that you can get relevant information right out of the financials and that you have someone, either an outsourced accountant or an internal team member who is able to give you insights and analysis on this. So at the very foundation of finance is having accurate, timely bookkeeping. So you have to have that, (laughs) right? Once you have that, the next step is to make sure that it's relevant. And this is where that chart of accounts comes in. So if you have three different sources of revenue in your business, but your profit and loss just says revenue, and you don't know how much of your revenue and how much of your profit comes from any of your three revenue streams, then it's not, your profit and loss isn't really relevant. So it might be accurate and you might get it on time, but what does it really tell you about where you make money in your business? Because you could, once you get down to that level of detail, which requires editing the chart of accounts and maybe changing your processes for how you enter information, all of a sudden now you're getting relevant information. Oh, I make way more margin on product A than product B or C. Right. So what could I do to sell more of product A? But if you don't even have that visibility, it's hard to use that information to do anything differently. So if you've 
if you don't have good information or you've got information coming from multiple sources and you're most of the time, then what happens is you're trying to figure out which one's right. <laughs> is the point of sale system report? Is the QuickBooks file right? Is the spreadsheet I keep right? Instead of having all of those multiple sources, we work with clients to figure out what is it that drives your business and what do you need to know to make your financials relevant and then how can we redesign your chart of accounts and your systems so that we get that relevant information coming right out of the system. And then we can actually use insights and analysis to use that information. I love that. I love that you guys offer that. I think that is so valuable because some of us don't start the year off with a budget and we feel like, oh, okay, I guess I have to wait till next year, even if it's January or if it's February or whatever. We feel like we have to wait till next year when we run into these issues. But if we start at some point setting these things up, we won't get so caught up in the weeds. So what do we do when we didn't set up a budget in the beginning of the year? What do we do, Courtney? (laughs) It's not too late. You can set up a budget at any point in the year. So first of all, a lot of people think of a budget as a tool to manage their expenses and to restrict what they're going to spend. And it's, I mean, that's not, that's not true, but that's not really the, the main value that a budget provides. A budget gives you a plan for how you want to spend the money you make and how much money you want to earn. And it gives you a tool to pencil out your vision and plans for the business and then continuously track your results against it so that you can adjust your strategies if things aren't working. So thinking about a budget from that perspective is totally different than, oh, I'm going to restrict my spending to these categories and I don't want to go over budget. It's about saying, what do I want to spend on these things? How much do I want to invest in back into the business? How much do I want to pay myself? How much do I want to invest in sales and marketing? What is the return that I expect to get on these things? So thinking about it from that perspective is, I think, a lot more enticing. Oh, I could see how that could actually help me. I don't want to be restricted. I want to be empowered. And so this is a tool for you to plan out, oh, if I do this, look what I would be able to bring home or look what I would be able to create or start or add or launch. And so thinking about it from that perspective, I think it's a lot more exciting and empowering. (laughs) And just because you didn't do it in the fourth quarter of last year to set yourself up to start January right off the bat does not mean you have to wait until Q4 of this year to set yourself up for next year. You can do it now. Because all you're doing when you set up a budget is looking at your historical information as a foundation for what has happened in the past. And then you're taking your assumptions for what's going to happen going forward and penciling it out and putting numbers to it. And then using that budgeted plan for your revenue and your expenses to track against your actual progress. So it's not too late. You can say, okay, January is already done. And my budget for January is actually what happened for January. And I was right on budget. (laughs) And you can start out with that win. And then for February, say, okay, what happened in January? 
That's my baseline. What do I think is going to be different? What are my assumptions that I'm going to change and use those assumptions to calculate different amounts of revenue and expenses? You can do that each month. You can do the whole year at a time. You can go month by month. It's never too late to start. It doesn't have to be perfect. And the key thing is to start and continuously you know, make improvements and iterations on it and learn. And just to get into that practice of penciling out your plans and setting expectations and goals with your finances and then measuring your progress against them. Oh my goodness, Courtney, you make it sound so easy. (laughs) I love it. But if it does not come to you easy, we can reach out to you. We can reach out to TDT and you guys could help get everybody straightened out. Absolutely. Yes. We love to work with clients on all the things I talked about today. Uh, We do budgeting, forecasting, ongoing outsourced accounting, project-based work. So yes, we would love to, to talk more about what challenges you're facing and how we might be able to help. I do all of our discovery calls. So if you want to hop on a 30 minute zoom call with me and, and chat more, I would love that. We've also got resources online and I do LinkedIn content as well that just, you can, consume out there for free that can be helpful as well. So do you want me to, do you want me to go ahead and get the URL of where they can find me? Yes, sure. Please do that. Okay. So you can find us at tdtpc.com slash boss chick. And so we have a page set up for all of you podcast listeners to, to check out the process optimization engagement that we talked about earlier on, as well as to just find access to that free content that we have out there that might be helpful to you. Well, that is awesome. But Courtney, we still have more to squeeze out of. Yes, we have a tad bit more because this is our mentoring moment segment. So this is where you take off your business hat and you just answer this question the best way how. And so if you were to have a conversation with yourself, what would be the best advice you could give yourself five years ago? Five years ago. Okay. So I would say the best advice I could have given myself five years ago is that it is possible to succeed personally and professionally. One does not have to be at the expense of the other. It Mm -hmm. just requires a lot of intention and focus. Oh, yes. Guys, hear that. Please receive that. That is so major. Many of us need to hear that right now. Oh my goodness, Courtney, that was powerful. (laughs) That was so powerful. But again, you have done it and everybody is going to want to reach out to you. Again, we will have that link in the show notes, but if you can let everyone know how they can reach out to your favorite spot to hang out, please let everybody know, Courtney. Yes. So you can find me on LinkedIn at Courtney, D-E-R-O-N-D-E. I do a video every week. I would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. And you can also find more about our services and our approach and some of those free resources by going to tdtpc.com slash boss chick. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Courtney. You've brought so much value. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.